Hi, this is Alana Terry, and you are listening to Season 6 of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. The audiobook for this season was voted on by our Patreon community at patreon.com slash Terry, where for as little as $3 a month, you can get free ebooks and audiobooks, and all the money that we raise is being donated to Liberty in North Korea and their Underground Railroad for Refugees. This season of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast is being sponsored by my newest thriller, Save Me Once, which is the story of a mother trying to bring home her lost little girl. And today, our Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook that we're listening to is Frost Heaves, an Alaskan refuge Christian suspense novel by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy. I hope you enjoy it. Chapter 41 Jade had never been happier to find herself on the Glen Highway, headed for home. Des knew Pastor Reggie's kids from Sunday school, and she was happy to sit in the back of the van with them. With Reggie and his wife up front, that left enough space for Jade and Ben to sit side by side on the long drive back to Glen Allen. Reggie had a cough and was losing his voice. His wife was exhausted after a week in the lower 48 with two little kids, and was asleep about ten minutes into the drive. Jade took advantage of the relative silence to think. At some point it would probably hit her that she'd killed a man. She should also be more concerned that Sapphire was still alive. But right now she was fixating on Christmas, wondering how she could move things around to find money for Des's gifts. The heating bill wouldn't be due until after the new year, but with such a small paycheck coming in at the end of the month, she couldn't afford to waste a penny. She had no idea if the oil company would actually turn off heat to a home with a single mom and a five-year-old girl, but she didn't feel like testing her luck. Sounds like they're having fun, Ben observed after a round of giggles erupted from the back seat. Yeah, they're pretty good friends. I'm glad you two are on your way home. So am I. She glanced over at him. There were so many things it felt like they should be talking about, like the fact that Jade would have to answer for her role in Gabriel's death, that she'd seen people of color deny justice too many times, and she was scared, that the woman who tried to abduct her daughter was still alive. One thing among many that Jade still didn't understand was the drugs in the IV— So far, Ben didn't have any updates about what the police had learned from the nurse they caught. Had Sapphire put him up to it? Why would she kidnap Des only to try to kill her the next day? Sapphire was nothing like the villains Jade had learned to fear. She was capricious, led by dreams and whims, and words of God that could come from anywhere. It made her unpredictable and terrifying. Ben let out a sigh. Long day, huh? Jade only had the energy left to nod. Why don't you try to get some sleep, he suggested, then cracked a grin. I promise not to tease you if you snore. Chapter 42 It was after midnight when Reggie pulled up in front of Jade's house. Ben insisted on double and triple checking every room, nook, and cranny before Jade locked herself in for the night. 
Some of her friends in Glen Allen kept their doors unlocked, but even with its relatively low crime rate compared to places like Anchorage, Jade had always been careful and protective of her home, her belongings, and most of all, her daughter. Ben wasn't working tonight, but he said another trooper he knew would park outside her house and keep watch. Des had fallen asleep in the back of the van, and Jade was relieved that tonight she could tuck her daughter into her own bed. She just wished she could find that kind of rest herself. Even with a squad car in her driveway, Jade jumped at every noise, convinced that Sapphire had returned to finish what she'd started. Jade wouldn't admit it, but she was thankful when Ben called to check up on her. At one point, she even thought of erecting a barricade against the front door. When she wasn't freaking out over every single stray sound, she was terrified that Des was sick, that her core temperature had dropped, or that the medicine dumped into her IV had caused her heart to fail. Between investigating every noise and running into Des's room to make sure she was still alive, Jade didn't get any more than three or four hours of sleep total. Eventually, she gave up on her own bed and she crawled on the mattress beside her daughter, snuggling her tight while she stared at Des and worried. Worried that Sapphire was going to try to kidnap her again, maybe even kill her. Worried that the events of the past two days would scar her, change her, transform the bright, fun, sassy little girl into a timid, frightened creature worried that she still didn't have Christmas presents or money to buy any. Years earlier, Jade had memorized verses about casting her cares on the Lord, trusting Him to provide for all her needs, relying on Him and no longer living as a slave to fear. But as the endless midnight wore on, as her body kept reacting in terror to every single sound, every perceived change in her daughter's breathing— Nothing she remembered helped. A picture of Ben floated through her mind, an image of him smiling and joking with her daughter. For a moment, she experienced the peace and happiness she'd felt earlier when she was with him. Then the feelings vanished, and she was alone again in a dark, eerie room, with only her fears and her trauma there to comfort her. Chapter 43 Mama, Mama, wake up! Jade opened her eyes. It was already light out. How long had she slept in? Mama, look! Santa's here! It's not Christmas yet. Go to sleep, baby. No, Santa really is here. He just knocked on the door. What are you talking about? Go see for yourself! Jade glanced at the time. She threw on her slippers, tossed a dirty sweatshirt over her flannel pajamas, and peeked out the window. Des crossed her arms and jutted out her hip. See? Told you it was Santa. That's not Santa, baby. I don't know who it is. Jade stared at the dressed-up man on her porch, wondering if she should call the troopers. The squad car that had been parked outside all night was gone. The man on the porch turned and caught her staring at him from the window. Smiling, he waved as he set down a huge black trash bag. Look, Mama, Des exclaimed. 
He sprung presents. Jade hurried to the door, wishing she'd actually gotten dressed. Ben, what are you doing here? Oh, ho, ho, he declared, stepping into their home and lowering his very fake-looking white beard. I'm bringing you your gifts. Jade stared at the bag he dumped on the floor. What's this? Presents for you and your little girl. Ho, ho, ho. You can talk normally, Ben, Des ran to the trash bag. We all know it's really you. That's Officer Ben, Jade corrected. He took off his bright red hat and smiled. She glared at her daughter. Don't go open in that bag without permission, she told Des. Who taught you your manners, young lady? A moose? Des giggled and pulled out a wrapped gift. Look, I bet this is one of those huge coloring books. She pulled a package out and shook it. And these must be the colored pencils. I hope there's a pencil sharpener in here, too, because mine's broke. Desiree Rose Jackson, Jade huffed. It's okay with me if she opens them now, Ben said quietly. These are from everyone around town. People brought them to the church yesterday. The sled and new mittens and snow boots are from the trooper station. So are the ice skates. Des's eyes widened. Ice skates? She turned the whole bag upside down, spilling at least two dozen packages onto the floor. That package with the blue snowflake paper is for your mom, Ben said, so don't open it. He glanced at Jade. I heard that someone around here might need a new coffee maker. He pulled a plastic grocery bag out of the mix. And I brought you creamer. I hear it's an acquired taste. Jade didn't meet his eyes. You really shouldn't have gone to all this trouble. Jade stared at the booty, wondering how much of it would be broken or lost by January 1st. Ben scratched beneath his Santa beard, then finally took it off. The only trouble was getting into this suit. I had no idea it'd be so itchy. We rented it for the trooper's Christmas party tonight, which is actually one more reason why I wanted to stop by. He dusted a piece of white cotton fuzz off his suit's belly, lowering his gaze. I know it's short notice, but I was wondering if you'd be my plus one. Tonight? He nodded. We're having prime rib, and I hear the captain's wife makes a mean pumpkin pie. Jade glanced at her daughter, who fortunately seemed more interested in unwrapping her gifts than in eavesdropping. I've got to take Des to church for her Christmas rehearsal tonight. Otherwise, it sounds like a great time. She licked her lips, hoping he wouldn't be too upset. He moved his Santa hat from one hand to the other. What if I told you that Aisha already agreed to take Des home after rehearsal? You talk to Aisha? He smiled, guilty. She stared at the buckle of his Santa suit. I don't know, with all she's gone through. Des glanced up. Come on, Mama, you should go to the party with Officer Ben. You'll have a great time. I don't want to leave you alone, baby. Besides, this is a grown-up conversation, and I don't remember asking your opinion. Yeah, but he's invited you, and it would be mean to say no. Ben grinned. That smart girl of yours has got a point there. 
he really wasn't making it easy for her to turn him down, and when he gave her one last hopeful smile, Jade realized she didn't want to. Okay, what time do I need to be ready? Thanks again for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. You've been listening to Frost Heaves by me, Alana Terry, narrated by Becky Dowdy. Today's episode is sponsored by my newest Christian thriller, Save Me Once, about a mother's courageous attempts to do everything in her power to rescue her daughter from a life on the streets. Again, that is Save Me Once by Alana Terry. And I hope you join us again soon for our next installment of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast.